Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 59, Raiding Party. For any old Age of Empires 2 fans that hopefully has brought you a little bit of nostalgia. But if not, well, there's only so much I can do for you. It's not my fault. You stink. This is a Division 2 podcast. I am Von Diesel. I may have already said that. If you're new, welcome. Uh, This is kind of a summary spot for state of the games, general news, uh, and a sounding board for my opinion, for better or worse. Up to you. If you're returning, thank you very much for coming back. I significantly appreciate it if that's a phrase. Today, state of the game recap, the Division 2 news from the week, a little bit of community discussion, and one listener question. Come on, people, give me stuff to talk about. Or not. It's up to you. If you want to support the podcast or any of my other content, you can you do so on Patreon. Uh, you can check out The EchoCast on Patreon at patreon.com slash The EchoCast. Right now, through the end of May, you will get three free stickers mailed to you for becoming a patron. Okay, so stay of the game recap. Title Update 3 will release in the coming week, and the raid will shortly follow. We don't have any specific dates yet. My guess is we actually get the patch early in the week uh, for Title Update 3, and then we get the raid at the end of the week. Just a guess. Gear score is going to stay at 500, uh, as the plans to raise it to 515 were not received as expected. Uh, The gear drops will be better. Uh, in general, so if you're already at 500, you should mostly get 500 gear, but there is variability, and you could occasionally get gear below that. Harder content will guarantee 500 gear, uh, and they, uh, what I gathered was that there uh, should be significant increases in the gear score uh, in the future. So don't get too comfortable with your 500 gear. Maybe they'll have some kind of infusion system uh, so you can move some stuff up. But I think that people need to be willing and excited to have our gear change over the life of the game. It's not going to be like Division 1, I think, where we have, God, I can't even remember anymore, 300 gear score, whatever it was, that it was going to be like that for two and a half years. I think that this time, every six months or something, we're going to get a higher gear score and there's going to be a new grind. Like it, don't like it. It's the nature of these games. See Destiny. I'm okay with it. It gives me something to do. Uh, some commendations are going to be removed, but if you've already gotten them, you will retain the, the score, I believe, and the rewards. Uh, and there's new ones to replace the ones being removed. Basically, there were some that were just completely unrealistic for people to ever unlock. Uh, I think the login in 30 days straight was one of them because uh, you had to log in 30 days in a row for at least an hour and finish at least the mission every time. Uh, and even as someone who plays this guy, this game a ton, uh, maybe not so much in the last you know week or two, I'll talk about that. Um, that, that was, I wasn't even close. So I think that's okay. Crafting material cap will be raised to 600, assuming you have all the perks and Anaya will now be a vendor uh, with title update three for blueprints. Uh, the blueprints will also be attainable through the settlement projects and control points. 
uh, armor amounts uh, chain are going to be changed on attributes and be raised, and the armor percentage and health percentage will be added to uh, defensive attributes. Uh, the gear sets are going to be adjusted as well to be a little bit more useful. Hardwired will now grant skill damage instead of shock duration. Ongoing directive will grant special ammo to all the weapons and uh, on any kill. And True Patriot uh, will uh, decrease the debuff cycle from 4 to 2 seconds and increase the damage to nearby targets with the full flag activation to 50%. Uh, loot containers will now reset at a set time instead of when you last open them. Uh, missions will now end with a summary that will show everyone's contribution to that particular mission. Uh, various NPC changes, uh, including some damage nerfs uh, to enemy NPCs and changes to how some of their skills work. Uh, friendly NPCs, here's a big one, will now wear body armor and will wear more and do more damage. Uh, depending on how upgraded the related settlement is to them. So one thing, if you've never noticed, is that the control points and I believe uh, the civilians patrolling uh, or doing tasks in the open world are all connected to either the campus or to um, the theater. Uh, and hopefully one day to the, uh, the castle, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, control point difficulty levels have been renamed to be more clear and civilian officers here's a huge one civilian officers can now revive you uh which is a big deal for people who solo uh and uh these uh, these uh friendly mods these civilian mobs can be spawned on um at any time except in control points after the final boss has spawned uh, there's tons of changes to skills. I suggest looking at all of them, but notable ones to me is that the heal launcher no longer stacks and the assault drone will now auto target a new target after your initial target has died. So listen to that three times fast. Uh, all exotics got a damage buff. Uh, PVP damage modifiers have been modified. <laughs> a harsher uh, modifiers in the uh, occupied DZ. Uh, ARs now have a 1.25 PVP damage modifier, um, which I'm curious to see how that changes some meta. Uh, and there's reduced time to kill in general in PVP to increase reaction time. Uh, a ton of people asked for this, uh, even I did. Um, I only asked for it to be about 10 or 15% more time to kill. Um, I'm curious. They dropped the, uh, the, the, the damage modifier, I believe, from 100% down to 40 so I'm afraid I, I, but I don't think that necessarily means that time to kill is going to be 60% fast, uh, slower. Um, I think it, it's going to be significantly slower, probably more than I really wanted, but we'll have to wait and see and not freak out and get upset and throw a fit on the ground before we find out. Right, right guys. Huh? Okay. <laughs> there were various DZ changes as well, mostly to loot and how much uncontaminated gear drops. Uh, there's going to be less of that, so you're going to need to extract more, which is trying to push people more into the actual DZ loop, which I think is a good thing. Uh, console, uh, console texture streaming has been improved, and you should see less pop in if you're on the Xboxes or the PS4s. As someone with an Xbox One, I was seeing a ton of this, and... It is the quote-unquote most powerful console, um, therefore that was a, a little silly to me. So I can only imagine what it was like for people with uh, base, like original Xboxes, because um, those are definitely the slowest 
uh, the least powerful consoles on the market in the current gen. And if I was having a bad experience on the best, then I can't imagine what it was like on the worst. So I'm glad they checked that out. Um, my comments on on all, all the stuff. Um, I mean, I think all the stuff with the with the gear score, um, all that is 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 good. I I think that I would rather see a raise to a 550 or a 600 gear score where it really feels meaningful to grind new gear rather than 515. It seemed like it was going to be kind of necessary, but not really. It just seems silly. So, um, having the raid come out after the, the update, even if it's only a few days, uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, I think is a really good, uh, decision and gives even people like me a, a couple days to reconfigure gear sets and to, um, you know, just get to, get to fiddle with my, my stuff a little bit. So I'm happy with that. I think it's a good thing. And uh, we'll go from there. The control point and the civilian changes are great. I'm going to like seeing them actually with body armor now instead of just t-shirts and shorts. And knowing that the more your uh, a settlement is upgraded, the more damage they do is cool. I mean, you know, for most of us who are in game, it doesn't really matter. They're all upgraded, but, you know, still neat. Um, the skill changes, I think the 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 healing uh, chem launcher not stacking it's it's something i do uh, almost every time i play i run that skill uh, on i think every character i have because it's the best healing skill and um, while i think they should definitely buff the other healing skills to make them more attractive uh, i i it's one of those things where like i get people are going to be mad about it um, but it's one of those things where i think even people who are asking for balance and changes in the game may even be like, yeah, change everything, make it a better game, but don't touch my chem heal launcher. I need it to live. And, you know, I, I think it's okay. You know, just because uh, you don't want to change doesn't mean it's a bad one. Um, the PVP damage modifiers and stuff, I definitely want to jump back into to, to PVP a bit um, after the, the update, because I'm curious to how it's going to change things up um, i still don't think the dz is going to be very good if for a really good pvp experience uh, i still think conflict is where that really um, should be uh, looked at looked for uh, even though i know that's gonna fall on deaf ears um, but i i would i hope that both experiences are better um, and even if it's not my primary activity uh, i would like to actually enjoy doing some pvp in this game so we'll see if we hit the mark on that uh, for some uh, Division 2, and just I'm, I'm going to throw in just gaming news in general whenever I feel like it into this section. Uh, so uh, the only bit of news I could really scrounge up from this week was that the PTS was uh, announced during stay of the game. That's going to get shut down overall from I was trying to read through some forum posts. Uh, you know, you're trying to scrounge through that. You're seeing a lot of the sensationalism. You're seeing a lot of the whining. But there is some good information to be found, even if it's not stuff that you necessarily agree with or think is correct. Um, and overall, uh, obviously, I don't think the PTS uh, was perfect. I didn't ever get to jump in. I will explain that. I had some computer uh, changes happening, which are exciting, but didn't allow me to do much. Um, but it seems like it went well. I think... A lot of the changes they're making are the right ones, and I hope that the PTS helped reinforce uh, those decisions. Uh, the other bit of gaming news, which uh, I kind of didn't expect to throw out there, but a uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint was uh, revealed. So I think this is kind of Division news as well, and, and here's why. So I uh, played Wildlands uh, a little bit. 
Uh, I still have it. I've actually played it more than Division 2 in the last week, probably. Uh, there's all this hype for this this new Ghost Recon announcement. I've been a fan of the Ghost Recon series since the first game. I was a huge um, original Rainbow Six fan, and then Blackthorn and and you know Jungle. Uh, what was that called? Jungle Jungle something, uh, Jungle Assault or something like that. Uh, and then they did a Rogue uh, a uh, was it Rogue Spear? I think that was a, a Rainbow Six. And then they did Ghost Recon, which. Uh, back in the day, uh, Rainbow Six could be third person, but it was definitely meant to be played first. And it was a very slow and monotonous strategy game. That was also a shooter. Um, with I mean, it's just crazy. It was it was a really in depth game, much more than basically anything we have today. Uh, and then they did Ghost Recon, which was uh, the same play style, but in more like open environments. See, Rainbow Six was a straight SWAT game. There were locations that had been taken over by the enemy, and you needed to conduct this big operation to free people. Uh, and then Ghost Recon came out, and they put a similar formula uh, into like uh, the the forest and open locations and, and very large maps and. Um, and even taking out vehicles and stuff like that. It was really cool. So I've played since back then. Um, I really, uh, I actually didn't really play the Ghost Recon Advanced Warrior games because I thought they were too hard. I did play them, but I was just bad at them, to be totally honest. Uh, and then Future Soldier was probably my favorite Ghost Recon to date. I thought it really combined some good storytelling, some fun gameplay, some really cool mechanics. Um, for anyone who plays the Division 2, if you can get your hands on Future Soldier, uh, it, it's it's an older game. It, I think it was 2012, so it's you know seven years old. It uh, doesn't have all the niceties that we have in games today necessarily. Uh, but if you're a Division fan and you play Future Soldier, you will crack a smile more than once in realizing how much influence uh, Future Soldier mechanics were carried over into uh, the Division. Uh, the cover system is nearly identical. Uh, the firing from cover is nearly identical. Even the drone, uh, even just, just a lot of the skills work in a really similar fashion. I think even the gunplay feels really similar and uh, the movement, it just, it's a very similar, similar game. You can definitely tell there was a lot of influence um, in a lot of the gameplay of Future Soldier and Division. Uh, and then Wildlands came out. And my issue with Wildlands is that it basically... In my opinion, and I know plenty who listen will probably disagree, but it just it threw out everything that made Ghost Recon Ghost Recon. You were still, you know, these elite military operators and small teams in a hostile location completing missions. So I guess that was still there. Um, but the but the, I thought the, the the movement was awful. I thought the even just the angle of the camera was terrible. The cover system is a passive cover system. So you don't actually take cover. You just stand near stuff and it, it's super wonky. It just doesn't feel very good. Um, the, the, the gunplay, the shooting, it feels just dead. It feels, again, this is just my opinion, but it felt awful. Um, the, the story was kind of forgettable. It was the big evil cartel takes over Bolivia and you have to save the whole country. I, I don't, and then the characters in it were kind of over the top and goofy, um, it just wasn't my jam. Uh, it felt very Grand Theft Auto E in a bad way. Uh, uh, just cause is what I've compared it to. It just didn't feel. Um, it didn't. It didn't feel good to me. Um, there was PV. Well, and then PVP wasn't released on 
at release with Wildlands. And when it eventually came, um, it, it, it's okay. Uh, it, it's, a, it's not a bad experience. The biggest issues um, is that matchmaking can be a pain because um, PvP is peer-to-peer uh, hosted. So you um, not so it's not the way like Division is, where in Division and Rainbow Six and most games now, um, each player is connecting to a server that's in charge. So the server is collecting all of their actions and sending them out to everyone else, and that's that's a dedicated server situation. Um, most games use it now because it's it's in my opinion, I think most people's opinions the best, uh, especially for PvP type of games. So uh, if you remember the old Halo games. Uh, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands uses peer-to-peer, so it picks the person with the best connection and who gets match made and makes them the server host, and then everyone runs off of them, which means that the person who's the host has a significant advantage in, in, in twitchy shooter games, um, which Wildlands isn't, but it kind of is. Uh, it, it, it helps, and it's unacceptable for that type of game. So... Um, it, as you can tell, Wildlands didn't really do it for me. It's not a bad game. It's just not my type of game. And it definitely didn't. If it would have been called something else, not Ghost Recon, I probably would have liked it more. But I have kind of an expectation of Ghost Recon. So then Breakpoint gets revealed. And now we have this this new game coming out. And... um and, and it looks similar to Wildlands, but I will say in almost every way that I don't like Wildlands, it seems like they're addressing uh, Breakpoint. So it seems like it's a more serious story. It seems like it takes itself more seriously. Um, you know, it's just a gameplay demo, but, you know, gunplay f- looked more impactful. The movement, still don't love the camera angle, but the movement looked way better. I can't tell if it's um, if it's sticky cover system like Division, uh, where you actually take cover, or if it's passive again. It looked like it was more uh, like you controlled it, um, but maybe it's just improved. I, it doesn't have to be just like Division or Future Soldier and, and stuff, but it needs to be better than Wildlands, because Wildlands, it's just plain sloppy. It's, it's gross. Um, it, it looks a lot better. The story seems a little more interesting. It seems, uh, it, it's, it's, it's on a fictional Island. And it just seems like they can do more with it. And I'm super pumped. So, uh, the reason I think it's division related though, is that if you watch any of the real reveal footage is, um, there's, there's skills that seem very, uh, division inspired. Um, there's, so there's the enemies on this Island. It's an occupying private military company who's taken over this Island has all this technology on it. So just watch the trailer. Um, but the leaders of this force are called wolves and, um, no, I don't think they're hunters. I've already seen people suggest that, that, oh, those must be the precursors to the hunters. No, I think they're not related at all. But I definitely think the Ghost Recon team was like, man, people really love the hunters in Division. Well, if we had something kind of like that? And um, and they do look pretty freaking cool, man. <laughs> um, it, it definitely is very inspired. But even to the point where some of the foot soldiers in the game are definitely inspired, it's almost like they took a bunch of Black Tusk archetypes and just threw them into Ghost Recon. And you know what? At the end of the day, is that a bad thing? No, I don't think it is. So it's okay. But God, the heavy. There's a heavy enemy in Ghost Recon that is just the Black Tusk heavy. It doesn't have like the mechanical armor. It's just got like, it's like if you combine the True Sun's heavy with the 
black tusk heavy that's what the the heavy in uh ghost recon looks like it's it's cool i mean i don't have an issue with it uh same company i'm sure they share some ideas and inspiration uh but it was kind of goofy so there's some gaming news some division news for you and right now here's a smooth transition into a mid-roll Okay, so for some community topics and a little bit of discussion, I'm going to answer the questions that I've asked myself. Who is the Division 2 made for, and will the raid uh, satisfy everyone? The answer is no, but we'll talk about it. But first, who's the Division 2 made for? So there's been some spirited conversations, as always, um, in the community and so on and so forth this week. And... I don't know. I just want to address it, you know, in my own way. And I, I think that there's this weird. So since the division one came out, um, obviously streaming and content creation has been around for much longer than the, the division in general, um, especially two, but definitely even one. But I still I still think that things like streaming um, and even YouTube commentary and stuff like that has exploded since the first division came out. And. Something I noticed in the lead up to Division 2 and I'm noticing today is I think there's this weird situation where I believe that 95% of Division 2 players are not significantly interactive on community platforms. Maybe it's not that high. Maybe it's 75, 80, 85. I don't know, but I'm going to guess 90, 95 which means that there's literally millions of people who don't know who Marco is, who don't know who Frederick Thylander is, who don't know who Hamish and Yannick and Petter and Ella and Johan and who any of those people are. They just turn on the game when they get home and they play for a couple hours and then they make dinner for their family or they go hang out with their friends or whatever. And what's and what's interesting is, is I think, and I will pretty stubbornly hold to that. I think the Division Two um, is an, is a perfect game. It is is a very good game for that ninety ninety five percent of players. Now, the people that make up the other ten, five, fifteen, twenty, whatever percent that that are people who are interactive in the community on the forums, on Twitter, on Twitch, on YouTube, and so on and so forth. Um. You know, these are people who are streamers, who uh, make YouTube videos, who do podcasts, who um, who watch podcasts and listen to uh, and watch the videos and check out State of the Game, uh, who contribute on Twitter or comment. <laughs> Not everyone contributes who's on there, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> they may detract. But um, I think I think that there's this weird situation where there's uh so just streamers say say streamers make up what one percent of this game maybe 0.5 percent honestly probably less but but there's no ignoring that that streamers and content creators um have a much bigger influence over the 5 10 15 20 percent of people who interact and all this stuff again remembering this huge majority of people who pay no attention to anyone who just play the game every now and then who may not even end up playing the game that much. And it's not because the game's bad. It's because they're just normal people who don't focus on one game for three years, but we'll put that aside. And, you know, I saw some conversation where there's, there's this thing I've noticed where, um, I think, I think there's people who 
maybe don't really give a shit how good the game is. Sorry for cursing, but we're going there. But they they think that, like, say The Division, and this is with all games, not just Division, but let's say Division 2. I think there were people in the lead-up to Division 2 who felt like the game was going to be and needed to be their breakout or their job, who felt like the game needed to be streamable for 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day, every single day, who felt like they needed to be able to make a new video every single day about the Division 2, who felt like the Division 2 was their golden ticket to fandom and and, and, and riches and, and stardom and, and to a career and content creation. And, and it's not, you know, this isn't my full-time gig. Most people who follow know that I am a social worker, uh, as well as I, I play sports on my own time. I, I hang out with my wife a ton. We're expecting a baby here in a couple months. I'm, you know, spending a lot of time, you know, with her and, and doing all that stuff. And, um, you know, I do other stuff this is, uh, I spend a lot of time on content, uh, whether I should or not is probably questionable, but it's not my full-time gig. But even it not being my full-time gig, I can I can see very clearly uh, this is not... Uh, the Division 2 is not a game that people are going to make a career out of. Um, when you see the, the level of content that's coming out for it right now, I think that's fairly obvious. And that's not, that's not a knock on people who make content for this game, because I'd be knocking myself, and maybe that's fair, but... Uh, I think there's a lot of great content for the division, but you know, it's either build guides, commentary videos, like what I make typically, um, or like lore videos. But most of the lore videos I'm seeing are people just kind of making up backstories to stuff, which is cool. Nothing wrong with that. Some, you know, some 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 guessing, some figuring things out. It's fun. Nothing wrong with that. But it's not like this game can provide what a lot of these creators are looking for out of it. And that's because it's not meant to do that. This game is meant for 95% of its player base to jump on for a few hours a week and play it, have some fun and enjoy it, play with their friends. Um, and that's okay. Now, does that mean that content creators or people who want to play, I don't know, 20, 30 hours a week more or more should be neglected? Well, obviously no. But my issue is that a lot of the conversation I've seen is, you know, this type of game content wise is going to have ups and downs. It's going to be a roller coaster. So the game came out, there was an up. Uh, we've had a few patches and some content has come out, uh, which I think has kept it from being a complete fall off on the down, but it's been, it's down, but then the raid's going to come out and it's going to be an up and then it's going to drop down. And then the first DLC is going to come out. That's the thing. People keep talking about this game like it's over, but we don't even have our first DLC yet. And then there'll be an up with that DLC. And if that DLC is what I think it is, I think there's going to be a down after it comes out, but not very much. And then there's going to be a second DLC and probably a raid in there somewhere. And then down. And then probably another raid and then the third DLC. So there's going to be ups and downs there. And so like... I think the division two from a content creator's perspective is great for someone like me who's part-time who doesn't do this for a living, but does it as a hobby and does it maybe for a little extra income on the side. Uh, I promise you, I'm still very much in the negative uh, with all the stuff I've done and purchased, especially now. 
and we'll talk about that here in a moment but i i just i think that there's this weird misconception that the that the division two um i think there's some people who maybe they're just naive maybe they're just selfish i don't know that's you know that's not for me to determine but i think there's people who expect the, the division two to be their job and the only people's the only people whose job the division two is are the devs and the community developers and the people who work for Ubisoft and massive and all that. Uh, anyone else, I, you know, if you can do it, that's incredible, but that's not what was meant to happen. And that's okay. Uh, I, you know, today I, I think that there's only a few games that people can really main and make an entire career off of. Uh, if you look at the Twitch leaderboards of, of, of what games are getting watched the most, it's it's BRs and League of Legends and stuff like that. I think Destiny's doing okay on there, which I would say is a similar experience to the Division, but it's also what more than a year ahead of it. It's been out for a while, and so it's got a lot of stuff to do. Uh, and the Division's not there yet. Um, I think the Division Two had more content on release than the third than the first game had after three years, but that doesn't mean that it's the same kind of content. It's not as replayable and stuff like that. The PVP isn't there. The, you can't be a pure PVP creator in the division two and, and, and come up and make it huge. You can definitely get big. There's people who have, there's some awesome creators who are doing that, but it's, it's not going to be their golden ticket. Um, I, I, it really shouldn't be. I, I think it's, I, I think it's great that I see someone like Marco kind of dabbling into things like rainbow six and stuff now, because he should have done that two two three years ago. It's a good creator. He makes some good content if he enjoys it, obviously just like anyone would. And so, you know, to answer the question, who is the division two made for? It's made for the people who play it. It's, it's not made for the people who make videos about it, who make podcasts about it, who comment on it on Twitter and who shit themselves and chat during stay of the game. It's not made for those specific people. Uh, if you see any creators, whether I don't care what part of the game they like to play PVE, PVP, whatever, who, who talk and act like the game is supposed to be made for them and that they want specific changes to make them happy, I'm going to be straight up, I would ignore them. I would stop listening to them and I would look for people who don't feel that way. I'm not saying listen to me. You can blow me off too. Maybe I'm too selfish. That's up for you to decide. But but this this weird sense by too many people and too many creators I'm seeing, I feel like this game owes them something. It doesn't. It owes the people who buy it something. And I think it's paid up pretty well. So there's that. Uh, and then the raid. So, you know, I'm asking this myself uh, because, you know, we're about to get it. We're about to get the first raid in the Division 2, uh, in the Division franchise. And I've just been kind of racking my brain, like, do I think it's going to go over well? And and here's my prediction. So they've said it's going to be the hardest content that we've played. Um, I, I think I think Tidal Basin probably currently is if you play it on the, the highest difficulty. Um, and it's not impossible. It's beatable, especially with a good team, but it can be challenging. What, what I think this raid is going to be is a introduction to raids for the entire division community. So I suspect it's going to be challenging. I suspect it's going to have some relatively complicated mechanics that people are going to have to figure out. I am happy that while there was some information leaked about the raid, not enough that I think it's really given anyone a huge advantage in beating it. So, so far, um, it seems like there's going to be a pretty even uh, starting point for everyone. Um, yeah, I think, uh, 
I, I think the raid's going to be really good. I think, I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be a fun experience. I hope the rewards are great. It looks like we're looking at some gear sets and an exotic assault rifle. Um, but I don't think the problem is that there's going to be, there's going to be like wow players or there's even going to be destiny players who play this game and they're going to play it expecting the, the same experience or challenge that they've received from those games. And, and they're probably going to get let down. Um, I don't think Destiny players will be in the sense that I, I suspect that the Division Two raid won't be any less challenging than the Destiny raid, but mechanically it just it has to be different, right? Because in Destiny Two, you can literally those designers can literally do whatever they feel like. If they want to make it where there's a hundred warp portals around the room and you have to jump through them in a certain sequence. Uh, to land on a platform and blow up a giant eye in the middle of the room with a rocket launcher, they can do that. You know, the division, because of its aesthetic, is a little bit more limited on the mechanics that they can go after. I have faith that they'll come up with some cool stuff, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. So, the raid, I don't think it's going to be like a letdown. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be cool. There's obviously going to be people who are going to complain. Those people are going to complain. Even if Massive dropped a gold bar on their front porch, they would find a way to complain about which direction it was facing. But I think the majority of people are really going to enjoy this. Um, but I don't think it's going to be this end-all, be-all, impossible experience. And the reason is, is that it requires eight players. Now, anyone who was around, especially towards the end of Division One knows that there are so many people in this community who have trouble finding three people to play with, some who have trouble finding one person to play with, and that's only the people involved in the community. Again, think about what I was saying before and the percentage of people who are involved, quote unquote, in the community and how there's a vast majority of people who aren't. So if people in the community have a hard time finding people to play with, just imagine what it's like for people who just turn on their Xbox and play. So I think the raid will be maybe not as challenging as some people may want or expect because you're going to need to find seven players. So it's going to have matchmaking. That seems blatantly obvious. And I think it's also going to be designed at least at, at certain difficulty levels, which I'll, I'll touch on that. I think that there's going to be, it's going to be possible to beat the raid without talking to each other. I think there's going to be cues or mechanics or something that will make it possible for eight people who are not talking to beat the raid. And that's not going to make some people happy. Now, what I think could happen is I suspect there's going to be like a challenging and heroic uh, uh, difficulty levels for the raid, um, where maybe everyone could accomplish the challenging one relatively easily, but not really. But then the heroic one, like you do need to have a coordinated team. There's going to be some changes or differences between them where like, if you aren't coordinated, it's, probably going to be impossible that's just my guess though so i'm excited for the raid i think it's going to be awesome i'm just a little worried about uh how tempered or realistic some people's expectations are going to be so there's a little community, a little community discussion some topics uh some listener questions i got headser said uh do you have a team all set for the raid and how uh you know and how did or do you prepare so i've never done a raid before so uh, my preparation is having a really good pve build ready i'm gonna try to put together after all these changes with title update three some kind of decent skill build um and maybe even the healer build maybe that will be the same as the skill build i don't know um, a team set for the raid. I mean, we have a we have a clan with fifty people in it. 
that I know I can pull, you know, seven people in from, um, even if not seven people from that, probably seven people. I don't have one set. Um, I'm going to be straight up. I can almost guarantee that when this raid drops, I'm going to be at work or I'm going to be sleeping. And so I'm not going to even try with this raid to do like a world's first or something. Maybe if they do another raid, um, maybe I'll, you know, take a day off for that or something, but we'll have to wait and see. So I don't really have a team set. My preparation has, has just been playing the game. Um, and, uh, yeah. So thanks for the question. Make sure to throw in questions. I ask on discord, on Twitter, I think even on YouTube, there's a place where you can ask, you know, ask me questions about the game, what I think, whatever. Ask me to explain something I've said before. I'm always happy to do so. Uh, as for content updates, uh, keep in mind that until the end of May, I am giving away two Division Two branded uh, Amazon Echo Dots. Uh, there should be a link on whatever platform you're watching. Uh, if not, check out my Twitter at Bond Diesel, and you should be able to find a link uh, re posted recently in there somewhere. Um, so last week I talked about a new media or and gaming PC. Well, um, I found a deal on a processor and dove in and went ahead and just finished the darn thing. So I'm now running a Ryzen 7 2700. Uh, I already had a, a 1070 Ti video card. Um, I went ahead and grabbed 32 gigs of RAM. I found a good deal on some DDR4 RAM. Unfortunately, it was uh, 2666, uh, whatever. Uh, but I have overclocked it up to 3000. Um, I know for Ryzen's you want something close to the 32, even 3600, but maybe one day. Well, I'll look for a deal. Uh, I did throw in an M.2. Uh, uh, it's a SATA drive, but it's still an M.2. And it is hilarious how much faster it is than my old one gig mechanical hard drive that I think is 5000 RPM. It's, it's slow. So big difference. And then I already had a three terabyte, 7,200 RPM mechanical drive and my old computer that I just switched on over and I'm using that for all my big storage. Um, it's really cool. I like it a lot. Um, it, it, it's nice. And I'm actually excited. This is the first content I'm recording on it. I haven't even streamed yet with it. Uh, and I'm really excited to do those things because I think I can uh, increase the quality quite a bit on those things. Uh, Cause I pull a hundred down a hundred up on my internet connection. So I think I can do some fun stuff with bit rates and stuff like that. So yeah, on that note, I am selling my old Ram. It's 16 gigs total. I'm selling four sticks of DDR four Ram. Um, they're four gigs each. Uh, two of them are 2133 megahertz and two of them are 2400 megahertz. So um, if you're running like a Ryzen system or something, it's probably not very useful to you. If it's Intel, you probably could use it if you have open slots. Um, it may be good uh, combined with the third item I'm selling, which is an old processor. I have a Intel i7-6700. It is not a K, so you cannot overclock it. Um, but they're still, it's, it's a really nice processor. It's a quad core, um, but it's, it's still very well respected, um, when it comes to processors. So, um, I'm selling all of those, you know, private message me or email me, um, bondiesel twitch at gmail.com. Uh, and we can try to figure something out. 
and uh yeah let me know so um and on my last little side note i am still gonna have a little donation thing on the stream uh for my build because uh i still do need to completely pay for this thing i'm mostly gonna do it from selling old stuff i sold my old chair i sold an old uh, elgato and stuff to help pay for this but you know i would like bay diesel to not murder me uh because we have a child coming uh but it's good uh and we'll just kind of maybe collect still <laughs> some some charity so uh, but obviously don't feel obligated uh and then the final thing here and i am i uh in one week of doing a low carb diet and being a lot more active i was able to lose five pounds now let's be totally honest it was all water weight but it's a start and it's a good um, path down that journey uh, i've now been on a low carb diet for two weeks i will admit that on thursday i think it was thursday i had a bit of a bit of a cheat day Maybe it was Friday. I can't remember. Um, and uh, things went off the rails a bit. But luckily, I can get back on. Uh, the big thing with low-carb diets is that the whole point is you're supposed to stay really low on carbs so that your body burns fat once it quickly burns through the little bit of carbs you've eaten. Um, uh, the thing is, is that I'm so heavy right now that basically just having any calorie restriction, I'm going to lose a lot of weight. So the low-carb thing is a nice goal. But... As long as I'm not eating uh, more than 15, 1,600 calories a day, I'll lose a significant amount of weight pretty quick because I'm a big old thick boy. So so there's that update. I'm going to throw that in at the end of these podcasts, whether you care or not, up to you. I understand if you don't, but it's a good way for me to track things. So that's about it for this episode. I, uh, If you're still listening, I really do appreciate it. Um, if you like the podcast, please follow on whatever platform you are using. If you're on iTunes, please, please, please rate the podcast and leave a review. It really helps me to get noticed on there. Uh, if you check the podcast out on YouTube and you want to see more, please sub the channel, like the video, and comment down below with your thoughts of anything I said. If you have any questions, feel free to drop them down there. I'll answer them on the next podcast. Uh, or just give me some general input. I'm happy to hear it. Uh, if you're... Uh, if you check out Twitch, I am on there where I stream multiple times a week and I'm on Twitter as Bond Diesel, where you can find a bunch of other content links I will annoy you with. And uh, that's about all I have. So until next time. I'm <laughs> sorry.